I, when I was in the sauna today, there was a guy, this happens a lot. There was a guy who was, it was just me and some other guy. And I energetically, I make it very clear that I don't want to look at you. I definitely don't want to talk to you. Yeah. And I'm being as silent and still as I possibly can in the sauna. Yeah. But, There's different male and female rules for the sauna. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, I, f- I feel like your environment is a lot more relaxed. It is. There's like an element of danger in the, the men's <laughs> sauna. Yeah, one wrong move. One fucking wrong move. Yeah, and yeah. then what are you, gay? <laughs> um, in yeah. the woman's sauna, there's like there's usually some some Russian lady who's ageless somehow. Like yeah, she's 75, I can't tell. But... Yeah, I can't tell if she's twenty mm-hmm. or fifty. Um, and she, the, this one in particular, this, she's very lithe and she'll always have her legs up the wall. So she's completely <laughs> nude laying on a towel on her back nice. and then her legs are, whoop, they're up. Just they're airing up on her the pussy wall. out. Yeah, airing her pussy out. Um, and then, you know, there'll be like an older Asian woman. She'll shuffle in and she'll have her tits out yeah. and. <laughs> yeah yeah everybody's naked everyone's that. naked yeah. and we're all like lying down we're all in some version of lounge you know and sometimes yeah. people talk to you but it's never it's never weird yeah if they're looking if they're not looking what degree of undress it's never weird see it's it's like the going to the bathroom like men and women have different you got different rules mm-hmm. like you guys like talk to each other while yeah. you're washing your hands and shit mm-hmm. and like do your makeup and like lend each other items and stuff <laughs> Yeah. You don't fucking say a fucking word in the men's room. Just yeah. don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but there's always... It, it was funny because it's just like... When it's me and just someone else in the sauna, it's like... they. I can feel that they're so... Like, I sort of am like zenned out. I'm like like elevated on a different yeah, like, kind of plane. Yeah, you're like floating above yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they're like very like, you can just feel how self-conscious they are and mm. they'll, they'll just like shift and go like. <sighs> oh, the nervous ticks <clears throat> come out. <sighs> yeah, it's, start like making self-conscious sounds with how, their mouth How many people persona in, in the men's world? Like The most I've ever seen was like five or six. Oh, that's a lot. But you're just sitting, you know. <laughs> yeah. No one's like leaning. No, no one's, no one's taking up space. Right. Anything. The Which women is, lay down. We lay I down. I think that's courteous. Yeah, yeah. Ladies lie down. Yeah. Flop everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I lay down. I try to. I've seen, I've seen a guy lay on his back with his like knees up in the air. Mm-hmm. I've never seen someone put their legs on the wall like you're it's talking cool. about that. Russian well, I borrowed wall. it from her. If no one's in there, I do that too. Now. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> it's the it pussy so airing. Hell yeah! You gotta air your pussy. Out. <laughs> yeah, that's a medical thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is. That is right? Oh yeah, science. You gotta do that every once in a while. It's about science. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It seems like pussy shouldn't get dried out. <laughs> the dry air. The dry <laughs> from the sauna. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's good. Um. <laughs> I once saw a guy come into the the sauna. In a full tracksuit. Like, wow. you, you're saying ladies get naked. Mm-hmm. Guys generally are in their underwear or, like, a pair of shorts or something like that. Mm. Every once in a while, you'll get a nude dude, but, like, they're dude. they're usually old, and you're just like, ah, oh, they're just fucking weird. They yeah. do shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the, um, but there was this guy who was just, he just came in, in a like, a full track, like, a mm. zip-up sweater that he had Ooh. zipped all the way up to the, the top. To the neck? To the yeah. chin? 
Yeah, and Oof. just he just sat there and sweated it out. I think that's just him trying to ruin all his clothes. <laughs> now, I used to sometimes sneak into the um, Upper West Side YMCA. Oh, yeah? Just walk on in like I... Like I had a membership yeah. and um, they had a really nice sa- sauna and like a nice like steam room area and like f- complimentary towels and like shampoo and shit. Yeah. They that's... did not have that at the Bed-Stuy YMCA no, of no which I do. was a member. They were like, I don't know. Fuck you. Like you have some weights. <laughs> like what do you want from us? Um, but I loved going there anyway. But I would sometimes sneak into the Upper West Side and there was a culture of the sauna and steam room that was... Um, usually three to four old Jewish women who um, who would yell, yell at you if you accidentally, even for one millisecond, left the door to the sauna open longer than they would have wished yeah. it could be open. I mean, listen, that kind of pisses me off too when a guy just well, opens the door wide open and goes... <laughs> there was a guy the other day who like stuck his foot next to the door because he left something outside and he was oh, like that's, reaching for that's it. Mu- like, that's a bro, bit much. Bro, what the fuck? The whole point of this room is that it's a different room than that one, which is hotter. Yeah. You're now making them the same temperature. Yeah. You yeah. fucking prick. <laughs> that's a bit much. But, <laughs> you, you know. son of a bitch. Motherfucking mutt! They knew what their sauna experience. They they knew what they wanted their sauna experience to be. Close the door. Yes. Yep. Close the door. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. It is. It is fucked up that they had all the amenities for the Upper East Side. They didn't have shit for Bed Stuy. Upper West Side. Excuse me. There's a difference, difference, right? Upper West Side is Jewish and Upper East Side is waspy. That's what I've come to understand. Yes, historically. Yeah, yeah. So they had so they for the the rich Jewish folks on mm-hmm. the Upper West Side they yep. had a nice YMCA. Yep. But for basically they're like black people they don't what are they gonna do with shampoo anyway? <laughs> what what do they need a steam room and a sauna for? I, Isn't I mean, their hair all different? Aren't they happy <laughs> enough? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh god. Assholes. Yeah. Uh, the minute you, assholes. I remember the first time you came home, um, you were like, I, they have towels. I was like, they have towels. No, it was I was I was incensed. I thought that because you pay the same amount, it's a YMCA. There's yeah, no, no matter upcharge. where you go, it's a YMCA. So I thought that a YMCA is the same mm-hmm. in the city. Like, okay, the YMCA in Sarasota, Florida is different. Like, I've yeah. been there. I, I expect that to be a little different. There's right. more space, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I expected in, 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 in the York, same city. offer the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. But no. But we didn't get fucking towels. We didn't get anything. Nah. We got fucked up lockers that had like people had ripped the shit off of them, <laughs> yeah. you know, like so you couldn't close them all the way. There was never any wipes, like you no wipes for the lock. machines. Yeah, no. You could never wipe anything down. There was no wipes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Often there was just nothing to Upper West. Not even all a paper these towel. Different rooms, like this like stretching room and this like room with all these yoga balls in it mm-hmm. and just all these room, different rooms. Yeah. You're listening to the Florida Woman podcast. That's right. I'm Kelsey Ann Wacker. And I'm Nathan Simpson. What if I became Kelsey Ann Simpson? You're not gonna do that. Everybody knows that you're not going to do that. Maybe I will. No, there's too many N sounds in that name. It doesn't work. It's Ann too nasal. Simpson. Kelsey, Kelsey Ann Simpson. Simpson. That's my major gripe with my own name. It's Nathan Simpson. It's too nasal. 
I know. So we can't have that going on in the family. To, we, to, yeah. And our kids, they're not going to have nasal names. Nasal names. Yeah. We've we've already talked about we're going to name our kids strong names. Like yeah. Luke. Cunt. <laughs> no. Well, no. Uh, you know, something along I know, those but lines. Our, our baby names, I know we've talked about this already on the pod, but I haven't gotten any suggestions from you, any listeners. Books? No. Write in oh, floridawoman.pod at gmail.com or DM us at floridawoman.pod, okay? We need help. Like, nothing goes with the last name Simpson. I don't know why this name is so hard. You'd think Whacker would be hard. Not as hard as Simpson. We could give him a different last name. We could just mix our last name. Oh, it could be Sacker. Wank Wankson. (laughs) Wimpson. Oh no. (laughs) Not Wimpson. No, 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 that's terrible. Wankson. Wankson. That's That's about but it's like wanking. Yes, exactly. No. Sexual and forward. (laughs) God damn. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Um do you want to go into today's Wankson? No. No. Firstborn child. See, we need help. No, we don't need yes, help. We write got this in covered. With Listeners don't ever write anything to us. <laughs> in honor of Women's History Month, we're doing an episode today on Eileen Warnos, the serial killer. <gasps> the one that they based the movie Monster on. Yes. Ah, the one yes. that we briefly mentioned her in our last episode. We did, and it got me thinking, and I did an episode Let's on her. Let's do based a deep dive. Let's get into the sick mind of Eileen Warnos. Right, right. I just feel like, you know, that's feminism, right? Yeah. Anything well, a man can do, a, a woman can also do. So. Serially kill. Yeah. So yeah. if you can do it, then fine. Then we can too. I believe, I 100% agree with that. And I, for one, am very worried that female serial killers are being wiped from history, frankly. I think, here's what I, I think. I think our history is being silenced. Our history of brutality. Listen, I actually think that there are probably more serial killers who are women than we know. They just don't get caught. Mm. that's why there's no history of them they're fucking out there murdering mm. and they're just better at it I love it's like that. how girls are always better at homework than boys and like <laughs> girls are better in school than boys are we, we talk generally earlier. smarter and more organized yeah, yeah you're ta- talk earlier you understand social cues better so you i just feel like you guys are are i think you are killing you're probably more successful mm. at it and just not getting caught Cool, I like that. That's why that. we don't know about any of the women serial killers. Right, like, because name a serial killer right now. Just right any now? Ser- yeah, just any serial killer. Who's, like, out there? I don't know no. anyone that are out no, there. No, not out there. Just, <laughs> just a famous serial killer. Well, I'd say uh, Jeffrey Dahmer is probably still the most yeah. famous, prominent one. I always right? think of John Wayne Gacy. John but, Wayne Gacy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ted Bundy. Ted know. Bundy, also a good one. BTK. Oof, BTK. Yeah, that's bad. Creep. The one they just caught. Um, As if the other ones were the um, the Golden State Killer, right? They just caught the Golden State. Well, not Did just, well, but listen, like last year. You're in this world. I don't like. I have no idea about any of this stuff. Yeah, Nathan doesn't like this stuff. So, like, you live in that world. Like, girls, like, are in Creepy Town. Like, you guys, yeah, like, it's very listen to all this stuff. For us. You know, I don't know anything about the Golden State Killer. Yeah. So that's what how do we they find it. him? Oh <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You're all. Yeah. Like last year or something, he was a cop. Surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised. When you tell me that a cop did anything, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joseph James D'Angelo. Joseph James D'Angelo, huh? Mm-hmm. Three names. John Wayne Gacy, Joseph James D'Angelo. Um, uh, <laughs> well, they're, they're also like Malachi Love Robinson. 
Okay, no, no, no. Don't you slander his name. Um, I know. We're big fans. Presidential killers. Like, presidential assassins. Yeah. Um, James uh, Earl Ray. I'm blanking on all of them. What's the JFK one? Actually, he wasn't a... He, he, um, Lee Harvey Oswald. There you go. James Earl Ray killed Martin Luther King. Oh, oh. Oh, but Martin Luther King had three names. Maybe oh. if it's... If you're a black guy and you have three names, mm-hmm. then you become a prominent, like hero of history <laughs> yeah <laughs> but if you're a white guy and you have three names then you become a fucking, a fucking degenerate killer. murderer yeah, yeah 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 well eileen mornos only had two names she had two names right and then so you'd never suspect her exactly that's what i'm I saying like that. yeah so so it is commonly believed that eileen mornos it should be it should be noted also mm-hmm. a michigan to florida pipeline victim Ah, like yes. our last episode, the Sultan of Scam, Michigan to Florida Pipeline. Um, it is commonly believed that she is the first female serial killer. That's right. what she was billed as. That's what she was promoted as. There's no way that that's true. No way it's true. What she was was an American serial killer who shot dead and robbed seven of her male clients in 1989 to 1990, while engaging in street prostitution along the highways of Florida. But she's not the first female serial killer. She was a media sensation, but sadly, not the first. So I will have to strip that title from her. Sorry, Eileen. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, babe. Um, I'm going to have to strip that, and, and we're going to start this deep dive off with telling you guys about some esteemed predecessors. Let's go. In female killings. Okay, expose them. Okay. Internet historians believe that Countess Bathory was the first recorded, now recorded, as you mentioned before, recorded female serial killer. So Countess Elizabeth Bathory was a Hungarian noblewoman and purported serial killer from the family of Bathory, Bathory, who owned land in the kingdom of Hungary. Bathory and four of her servants were accused of torturing and killing hundreds, hundreds of peasant girls and women between 1590 and 1610. Yep. I've heard of her. She was fucking evil. She would like bring them up to her like, like tower dungeon. And like, I mean, she was, she was a lady and they were peasants. Like nobody had ever heard of them. It's like, she got away with it for for Years. like a decade. Yeah. yeah, two decades. Two decades and hundreds of victims. But this is what I always say: like, if you get caught, if you got caught for a crime before 1955, you're then it's, doing it wrong. You were either fault. too greedy, or mm. yeah, you fucked up. And I think Elizabeth Bathory got too greedy. She got too greedy. Yeah, yeah. she. I feel like she was smart, but but she couldn't stop herself. I like to think the rest of the lords and ladies were like, well, we're all doing it too, but I mean, that's a little that's too a little much. excessive. Yeah, exactly. What did she say, 100? Yeah, well, actually 300. 300? 300. So See, 20 the, is tasteful. <laughs> 20 peasant girl killings. 300, that's just gauche. It's too much. It's too it's much. It's new money, frankly. It's over the top. Um, the accusations against Bathory were supported by testimony of... Like 400 people, apparently, they got to testify that they've seen her bring up hundreds of servant girls and torture them. Oh, Jesus. Some of whom described physical evidence um, when she was arrested at the scene of the crime in her, like, in her 
palace right. room uh-huh. um, that was like mutilated dead, Ooh. dying, and imprisoned girls. Oh my god. Like yelling to be freed. <laughs> this is horrible. Um, legends describing Bathory's like vampiric tendencies, ah, um, such as the tale that, well, that she bathed in blood, in their blood, and she preferred the younger ones because it, she wanted to bathe in the blood of virgins. And it was more likely <laughs> okay. that they would be virgins. Oh my god! And that this helped her retain her youth. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. So you've it was heard a of this beauty secret. It was a beauty secret. Thing. Yep. Um, before that's there was a Chrome, you just <laughs> bathed. Well, in that's it. what I was about to say. You could probably find a spa like near the financial district where you could still do the same thing. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there is a spa. It's a Spanish spa. I think it's like out of. Oh, Madrid. the one that I sent you to mm-hmm. for Valentine's Day. Ayere. Yeah. It's beautiful. You guys should check it out. But they have a wine bath that you can purchase, and you know, I don't know. <laughs> it co- it costs like a thousand dollars. Yeah, right? it's insane. If you give them an extra extra grand and say, make it extra, you know, you know give me the red blend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So, anyway, those stories were generally recorded like years after her death, and so they're sort of considered unreliable, but. Mm-hmm. She, she was, was a doing sicko something. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And her family did rule Transylvania. So scholars believe that like Ms. Bathory's crimes may be one of the origins of the vampire mythos that still pervades today. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So then we have... There's that other guy, Vlad the Impaler. He was not a nice guy either. No. And he was also in Transylvania. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. He was in he was, Transylvania. Yeah, he was the uh, like some lord in Transylvania and he was he was also a, he was a similarly nasty fucker. He was just like if you crossed him in any way, he'd stick you on top of a stick and let you just fucking Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. They lack sunlight over there. Yeah. I think, that, I think the vitamin D deficiency <laughs> the vitamin is making D them has something to do with all the murders. Aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Even today, like if you, I, I feel like they still have that reputation of being a little bit fucking dark. erratic, yeah. dark over there. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, well, then we have our second. Speaking of long nights and short days, sure. We have Bell Gunnis or Hell's Bell, born <laughs> in 1859, and she died in 1908. And she was a Norwegian American ah, serial killer yes. who was active in Illinois and Indiana. In the years between 1884 and 1908. Norway, Illinois, Indiana. Very dark. None of those places get any sunlight. She was a Lutheran who emigrated from Norway to Chicago. So did my family. Yeah, I know. She's one of your people. Mm -hmm. And then she moved to LaPorte, Indiana, where she purchased a pig farm. We have a thing about this. Yes. Never trust a pig farmer. Ever. That's up to no good. That's from that movie, uh, I think it's Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, but it's one of those Guy Ritchie movies. You need at least 16 pigs to finish the job in one setting, so be wary of any man who keeps a pig farm. Pigs can eat human bodies in like a matter of seconds. Like if you have a herd of pigs, um, they'll go through a human body like nothing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And also, like, wasn't your mom... At one point, being harassed and like, yep, like 
abused by a pig farmer. Yep. Like some client of hers mm-hmm. where something mm-hmm. went south and he just wouldn't leave her alone. Yeah, he like tortured her. He like would send her like threats and like show up and like... Dude, he, he was stalking her. Yeah, he was like stalking her and he like made her go to court like a bunch of times. And, yeah. Like, made up a bunch of shit and would just like call and scream. Frivolously just, like, sue her yeah. like, for no reason. Yeah, it was nuts. He just wanted to make her life a nightmare. Yeah, and he was a pig farmer. Pig farmers, guys. Watch out. Watch out. Um, so at this pig farm, she lured 14 to 40, we, 14 confirmed 40 suspected men on the prospect of marriage and then killed them and probably fed them to the pigs. God damn. Yeah. Then there's Sinister. Amelia Elizabeth Dyer, 1837 to 18. 96 a trained nurse an english serial killer who murdered infants in her care over a 30-year period just <sighs> east of bristol oh that's yeah. fucked yeah her last name was dyer yeah like dyer like d-i-r-e or no d-y-e-r dyer i know shit um, Jane Toppin, 1854 to 1938 she was born on a kelly and she was an american serial killer she was nicknamed Jolly Jane. Jolly and Jane. after her arrest in 1901, she confessed to 31 murders. Only 12 were confirmed. God damn. These Again, guys are making Eileen Warnos seem pretty like small potatoes. Kind of why I'm starting with this. Yeah. Shit, Toppin man. was quoted as saying that her ambition was to have, quote, killed more people, helpless people than any other man or woman who ever lived. <laughs> that was her ambition? Yes. Jesus Christ. I know. Old-timey criminals, like would just say shit like that (laughs) yep notably she was raised in boston by her father an eccentric alcoholic named known as kelly the crack okay okay um who sewed his own eyelids shut while working as a tailor oh that's normal yeah so then she um became an indentured servant in lowell massachusetts fuck me go lowell spinners the oh the minor league baseball team That's yes right. of course um and then she trained as a nurse beware of nurses i guess shit nurses pig farmers and killed uh her mostly elderly patients at cambridge hospital <laughs> <laughs> by improvising and testing out different mixtures of medicines just for fun and then they would drift Jeez. off to sleep and she would climb into bed with them as they died oh my god yeah that's so fucked up then there was leonarda Read this for me. It's an it's a an Italian last name. I think that would be yeah, Cianciulli. Cianciulli, Leonardo yeah. Cianciulli, um, eighteen ninety four to nineteen seventy, known mm-hmm. as the soap maker of Correggio, um, an Italian serial murderer and cannibal who killed three uh, young our women. Our first cannibal. Our first cannibal in nineteen forty and used their bodies for soap and tea cakes. Fuck me. Wow, she was Eileen was far from the first. I know you're you're forgetting Nanny Doss. Even. Nanny Doss, nineteen oh five to nineteen sixty five. She's from Blue Mountain, Alabama, responsible mm. for the deaths of eleven people in Tulsa, Oklahoma, between nineteen twenty and nineteen fifty four. In all, it was revealed that she had killed all four of her husbands, two children, Ooh. two sisters, her mother, two grandsons, and a mother in law. What the fuck, man? She was sometimes referred to as the giggling nanny or the giggling granny. <laughs> the giggling granny. <laughs> oh no. Super sinister. Oh god, the giggling granny's coming to town. <laughs> Finally, we Watch have your back. Dorothea Puente, nineteen twenty nine to uh-huh. two thousand eleven, a former madam and current 
uh, or current at the time of her killings, boarding house operator in Sacramento, who in the 1980s killed her usually destitute and mentally ill boarders, cashed their social security, and buried them in her backyard. Ugh. Yeah. All this before Eileen Warnos. Wow. So, the, I mean, and this is just the ones that you probably found yeah. on the internet. Yeah, yeah exactly. I bet there are a bunch more. Exactly. So now listen, as I alluded, there are far fewer female, well, you can test this, but far fewer statistically female serial killers than male serial killers. There are 85% male and 15% female. Yeah. So although, interestingly, um, percentage-wise, women who do kill are more likely to do so repeatedly. Weird. Isn't that strange? Fascinating. So the rates for one-time killers Uh are higher 90% male, 10% female. Right. So if a woman, it's very unlikely that a woman is a one-time killer. That is fascinating. She's 5% more likely to be a serial murderer than a (laughs) one-time killer. Jeez, that's interesting. What do you think that says about the female psyche? Mm, Good question. Well, I think the one-time killings are like, they could be gang-related, right? You think? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. a one-time killing. Like you have for to women? Go- no, I'm talking about men. Oh, just in general. So I'm general. saying, like, why are they higher? Uh-huh. Um, gang-related violence, um, like rage-related violence. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. I think women can women can pop off. We could get mm-hmm. angry, but the the rage component, I think it has to have a lot more testosterone. Testosterone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be yeah. deadly, you know, in that way. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, I agree. think. I think that, um, or maybe like someone who, like a woman who's like really pushed to it would like kill her abusive husband. Yeah. But that's in, you know, to protect her children or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But so, but that's a one time kill. That's what I'm talking about. The one time kill, like the, the heat of the moment, the like rage induced thing, but the, like the serial killing. Okay. I figured it out. This is what it is. What is women by and large are not killers. Men yeah. are killers. Listen, listen. True, true. Um, they make the up 90% right of the killings. Yeah. So if a woman has it in her to kill, she's a little off her rocker. Right. That's, I think, where the statistic is. If she's if got she it at has all, it in here, then she's going to really go all, for it. Then she's going to kill more than once. Yeah. Ah, she's 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 got a screw loose. Fucking A. Yeah. So, um... You know, like I said, Elaine Warnos was um, coined the first female serial killer. Far from it. um, Which was generally, oh my God, I wrote in my notes, was generally believed to be a foxy moral. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I'm obviously meant oxymoron. Um, You were being a foxy moron. (laughs) Um, So as, as late as 1998... Roy Hazelwood of the FBI was quoted at a conference as saying, there are no female serial killers. Damn, Roy. Which feels sexist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. It is me... Women's History Month. We yeah, need to set the record straight. It makes me wonder if this Hazelwood fella just thinks women are just helpless dum-dums. Well, I, that seems pretty clear to me based on this statement. Yeah. I mean, he could have just been saying, like, there are, you know, basically no female serial killers but, but we've it's seen the statistic we're, yeah. we're more likely to kill more you than just once. rattled off like nine of them yeah and yeah. so I, I sort of have this sneaking suspicion that mm-hmm. 
when people like Roy Hazelton of the FBI are saying serial killer, they mm-hmm. mean it with some sort of reverence. And oh, you think? I think, yeah. I think that um, women who kill or kill more than once are sort of discounted as like insane or hysterical or oh, like yeah. postpartum mm-hmm. or like just it's like easier the, to a kooky hag. Yeah. yeah. And I think that like the murderous male um, who kills more than once is seen as calculating and clever and methodical. Oh, shit. Right. Right. And so I think that's what he means. I think he's saying they're they're not they're not even when they kill more than once they're not this smart like sharp like scary like right, right. even keeled <laughs> male killer, you know? Shit, man. That's my suspicion anyway. So the research well, does fuck indicate that guy, if that's true. Yeah, fuck that guy. Some other interesting differences. Um, men are statistically more likely to kill for sex and pleasure. Yeah, that's yeah. sort of what I was thinking. Like, I was going like, what defines the difference between like a male repeated killer and like a lady repeated killer? I'm like, I was thinking with men, there seems like there's this element of like lust, mm-hmm. like sexual. Ple- that's so fucked up. It's so. Ugh. Uh, uh, Ugh, I can barely even talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Like. Yeah, he's driven by by a, a. Yeah, like he gets horny and like part of like jerking off to him is, is like, like taking killing. somebody's life. Yeah. 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 And it, it's called thrill kill. Like I think men engage in more thrill killing. Thrill kill. So. That it gets them off in some way. Which explains why there's so many more male serial killers then because the men are just trying Yucky. to come all the time. We're <laughs> living our entire lives just trying to I come. I know. In whatever way we can. Y'all are yucky. Oh, um, man. That and is women... yucky. I do not condone that at all. <laughs> and women kill more for, statistically, power and profit. Right. Which just shows you who's really in control, if you ask Seriously, me. and that's why I think, I mean, I was joking at the beginning, but I I do actually think that there might be a lot more female ser- serial killers that are just getting away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, typically, a woman, a woman serial killer's period of killing is longer than a man's. So mm-hmm. men tend to again, yeah, that kill in that spurts. supports what I was just saying. Yeah, it's just a horn. <laughs> they're just horny, and they just like <laughs> they go through like a month where they just like can't stop getting off by yeah, killing but... people, and then they they fucking have their nut and they fucking relax, yeah. <laughs> and they stop killing for like a few years. Yeah, right. It's this really odd. Seems so odd to me. Well, no, I was saying that backs up my point that like if women are just good at it enough to get away with it for a longer period, period of time, time. Yeah. that too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're really playing the long game. Um, (laughs) Men tend to do icky things to their victims. True, Um, That's part of the sexual compulsion element before and or after their killings, whereas female serial killers tend to just kill and call it a day. I think that we should kink shame. Yeah, this needs to be kink shamed. Well, this definitely, but I just mean in general. Like, what's wrong with just having nice sex and coming (laughs) for fun? Like, why? Two happy, consensual adults having fun, having sex with one another. What's wrong with that? Just nice, wholesome sex. Who can't get off to that? If you can't get off to that, something's wrong. There are so many people that don't get off to that. You gotta get your face stepped on, or like dress in a doggy suit, or like get peed on, (laughs) or get yelled at, or like get get people get scratched and stuff like. Come on, guys. Isn't Relax. sex good enough? Why isn't your, the awesome. sex you're having good enough? 
I don't know. I know. Yeah. I mean, millennial men are having this this erectile dysfunction epidemic. Well, don't point like. at me. <laughs> no, not no, you. No, actually. Notably. <laughs> hear that? <laughs> no, I, it's true. Yeah, millennial guys are struggling with levels of erectile dysfunction in their fucking 20s and 30s. 30s. Yeah. I know. They're so young. I think it's porn. Guys, what's wrong? I blame porn. You think porn, like internet yeah, porn is I making do. all this happen? Well, because I think you the you get excited by, okay, it's like an escalating crime. It's like, it's like serial killing. Okay, yeah. go with me. Okay. First, you're peeking through windows at women, right? You're just right. like, ooh, I like, ooh, I know my cousin is showering. <laughs> okay. And I just like, I'm just kind of going to look. Uh-huh. And and then it's like, then you're deliberately peeking, like going out of your way to be a peeping Tom. Uh-huh. Then you're breaking into people's houses to peep at them. Wait, 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 wait. Where's then, the porn no, connection? No, just, just listen. Then you're, then you're going in and you're, you're assaulting the woman. Then you're raping. Then you're raping and killing. Then you're raping and killing and mutilating. <laughs> okay. It's an escalation. It's a ladder okay. of crime. Okay. That's usually how it goes. And I'm just... Oh, I see. So you, you're saying watching videos of people having sex becomes not enough. So yes. you have to like continue chasing that It can't thing. do it for you anymore. Just Oof. the peeping doesn't do it. You have to keep escalating and escalating and escalating. And then you're soft if it's not like you know, quadruple gang bang. Oh my <laughs> like, God. In I a don't dungeon. Know, in yeah. a dungeon, like train leather of suits leather and doggies eating poo poo. Yeah. Like oh you just God. can't, oh you know? God. That's a dark thought. I know. Um, also, women are usually, okay, this is crazy. This is what you just said. Uh-huh. Women are usually able to avoid capture for statistically twice as long as men. Who's right? This guy. Nathan's right. Hell yeah. Um, women tend to begin killing in their 40s, and men tend to begin to become killers in their 20s. That makes, it all makes sense. Right? Because the coming aspect is is happening to these men in, right. in their 20s. Right. And the women's motive for profit and power is really coming into focus in their 40s. It's like a midlife crisis it's kind a mid- of thing. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Damn. So sorry, Eileen. I do have to take away that title from you as the first female serial killer, but you are a Florida woman, and today I am going to tell your story. Let's get into it. Eileen Warnos was born Eileen Carol Pittman on February 29th, 1956 in Rochester, Michigan. Okay, serious content warning from here on out a little bit of like um, childhood sexual uh, Mm -hmm. abuse. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, her mother Diane was 14 years old when she... 14. Yeah. Uh, I just have to say that again. Her mom was 14. So her mom was 14 when she married Leo Dale Pittman, a 16-year-old, in 1954. Fuck. Yeah. In 1955, Diane gave birth to her son Keith. A year later, she became pregnant with Eileen, but it was during that year that the couple also filed for divorce. After the divorce during... um, Diane's pregnancy, Leo went to jail. Um, Diane gave birth to Eileen at 16 while Leo was incarcerated. Um, Eileen never got to meet him. He was diagnosed with severe schizophrenia and he was later convicted of raping a seven-year-old girl. Oh my God, Yeah, dude. Uh, He hung himself in prison in 1969 at age 31. Holy shit. 
So he was later convicted of. So the- like I don't I couldn't find what he was in jail for. Right I after see, but he the got divorce, out and then raped the seven year old. Yeah, and then back went back and in. And like, yeah, exactly. Good. The only end that I someone know. like that should be. I, I agree. But um, holy fuck! So now we got, we got Diane, who's, who's 16, sixteen years old with two, two kids, kids and a husband in jail. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Um, when Eileen was four, her mother, then twenty, mm-hmm. uh, just dropped her two kids off at the grandparents' house and never came back. Oh, shit. She went out for cigarettes? Yeah, she did. She went out for a carton of milk. Fucking A. Yeah. So Eileen and Keith's grandparents, Lori and Britta, were bad alcoholics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is there a good alcoholic? I think so. Yeah. And and these were bad (laughs) alcoholics, okay? Yeah. Um, Eileen's grandfather sexually assaulted her repeatedly as a child, as well as beat her and her brother. Dude. Um, Keith may have been sexually assaulted as well. There are no accounts for me to know one way or the other, but I have my suspicions. Okay. Interjection. Mm-hmm. Michigan. What the fuck is wrong what's with, with Michigan? All the, what's with all the pedophiles in Michigan, huh? I demand an answer to this. It comes up so often, Michigan. You had family in Michigan where there was a pedophile fucking all the little yes. boys. Yes, I did. And he was surrounded by other all these other little pedophiles. Yeah. There's a fucking North Fox Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, we watched a documentary about this. Yeah, which was this pedophile island. Where it was this, like a summer camp that was every... All the counselors were pedophiles. Yes, it was a... Oh, this is so sick. Like it was a summer it camp resume for boys. Get hired there. Like troubled boys. Like mm-hmm. troubled young boys. And they would fly them onto this island to be like, you're in a camp for bad boys. But then it was... <laughs> it was like, bad boys. But then every, all the counselors are pedophiles and they just abused them boys. for like a few weeks yeah. and created a bunch of child abuse material and then flew child the kid. Abuse material. Oh, child, child porn, porn. But you're not yeah, supposed yeah. to say child porn because they're not participating in it. It's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. a it's an assault. Yeah, true, so. true, true, true. Uh, child abuse materials. Um, and then would fly them back. And a lot of the times, the kids, what are they gonna get off the plane and be like? Tell their mommy like everything that happened. Usually, these kids didn't come from families <laughs> that would fucking believe them Man. anyway, because they were quote unquote bad kids, which probably meant that there was something weird going on in the home to begin with. It's crazy how psychology works that way because you'd think that, like, you'd think that they'd get off the plane and go, like, that place was, they were all fucking us. I know. They wouldn't stop fucking us the whole time we were there. <laughs> I know. Every single one of them. Back in the day, man, you didn't say that. What the hell was that? <laughs> the hell was with all the fucking I just endured mom I don't think I like summer camp (laughs) um yeah not only you know my friends got fucked my dad in Michigan like have a pedophile in the family know a bunch of pedophiles he went to a boarding school where I'm sure there were fucking pedophiles he would hitchhike rides from guys that tried to touch his pee pee and he would have to roll out of the car on the the fucking highway he was just like pedophiles abound holy shit yeah in Michigan. It's, I don't know it's gotta be on. the lack of vitamin D. It, it has to be. It's gotta be because uh, you can't just have a whole state of that. That's crazy. It's crazy. It does feel like the more northerly latitudes, the darker the crimes. Yeah. Don't you think? But also, like, okay, here's another theory though. In Michigan, there's more cities than, say, like Wisconsin or, or um, Minnesota, which uh-huh. are also like deep north. Yeah. And, and a lot of this was taking place, like, I know the, the North Fox Island guy lived mm-hmm. in and a bunch of other people that were convicted in they lived in like the ann arbor area so it's like you have detroit you have ann arbor i think i think if you're alone in Mm -hmm. a town with not that many people Mm -hmm. you don't get to hook up 
not hook up, hold on. You don't get to um, have a little cafe chat with other pedophiles. You don't know any other pedophiles. Uh, and the internet's not there yet. But if you're in a city of even like medium size, like you could run into other men who share Ugh. your thing and then you start trading materials oh and you start God. no seriously I so, like so i think cards. i know but i huh. think that's why they sort of congregated in that area um otherwise i i've got nothing for you that's just my theory goodness gracious yeah that sucks so um what was i saying about keith oh we don't know if he was assaulted or not but i have my suspicions mm-hmm. what we do know though and this is kind of why i say that is that um eileen and her brother keith engaged in sexual activities with one another growing with up. one another yeah. Yeah. yeah that i mean that just means that just that seems like too severely abused yeah, children exactly, to me exactly. um kids don't really do that unless they've seen it in the home or yeah, the, yeah 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 by age 11 eileen was trading sexual favors in school for like food and 11 i know cigarettes God. drugs like basically whatever she needed um oh also eileen and keith believed that Lori and Britta were their parents until she was 11. Yeah, well, it makes sense because what they were only like in their 40s Four and five. probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the grandparents, mm-hmm. exactly, because mm-hmm. the mom was so young. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she was 11, she found out that they were her grandparents. There's just so much disorientation here. Oh, it's God, not even funny. Yeah. Being Having no father, being abandoned by their mother, the whole I thought you were my parents thing. Not even funny. It's the least funny thing in the world. Um, yeah. And it was around this time that her grandfather, who was abusing her, uh, yeah. invited his friends over to the house to um, also have sex oh, with his granddaughter. Oh, great. Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I thought of another Michigan pedophile, Larry Ooh. Nassar, and his whole operation. He, that's right. He lived in Michigan, and he coached the Michigan State Gymnastics team. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. Um, so he's pimp. So Lori, the grandfather, is pimping out his granddaughter to his friends. This is insane. And there's just already so much in this story that... I cannot fathom the injustice of. And I mean, it's, it's just like, this part to me is next level. It's like, you're abusing her. That's wretched. And then you invite your friends to come over and abuse her with your permission. Like, I mean, I have no words. I have no words for that. There are no words for that. When Eileen you, was 14, fucking... she became pregnant after being raped by one of her grandfather's friends and she was sent away to give birth to a baby boy at a home for unwed mothers in 1971. And how nice do you think they were to her? Oh, I'm sure they were charming. <laughs> you know, I just like, I think about these institutions back then. And like in those days where culturally an unwed mother was seen as like this horrible, filthy a whore, troublemaker. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And 11 year old, 14 year old horror. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it's like, it was such a disgrace to have a young person become pregnant that they were like cast out of society and sent to these places, looked yeah. down on. And most of these girls, like you just mentioned, were 13, 14, 15. I mean, like yeah. what was going on in, on in their home lives that that like led to the, a 13-year-old doesn't get pregnant because she's a bad girl. Like, because she's like, you know what I mean? No. It's usually so I much do. more sinister than of that. Of course it is. But then they're treated like the criminal. So yep. it's just so spooky. It is. It's fucked up. Um, so anyway, because of all of this, she drops out of school. So Eileen only ever got up to an eighth grade education. Um, and while she was in this home for unwed mothers, her grandmother died of liver failure. That's mm-hmm. how bad the alcoholism was. Mm-hmm. So at age 15, she came back home 
uh, after giving birth and giving her son up for adoption, but her grandfather threw her out of the house. <laughs> so weird. So gross. She's not young enough for him yeah, anymore. Yeah, fucking 15. It's too old. <laughs> um, so Eileen began supporting herself through prostitution and began living in the woods near her childhood home. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is just a nightmare. Her it's whole her fucking whole... life is a nightmare. Uh-huh. This is crazy. She's living in the woods like a goddamn animal. This yeah. is insane. And she was more or less homeless her entire life, like after this point. Yeah. Like on and off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at 18, she was arrested for the first time in Colorado for driving drunk, disorderly conduct, and firing a 22 caliber pistol at the cops from a moving vehicle. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, she sounds like a good time to me. Like, I have no problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> sounds fun. Well, you're a Florida woman. After right, all. right, right. Um, so she failed to appear in court. She failed to appear in court? Yeah. Had the, what? <laughs> How did they let her go? I don't know. She was shooting at the police. You know, cops. Goodness. Um, so what she did when she didn't appear was she, drum roll please. Went to Florida. Hell yeah. She hitchhiked to Florida. Beautiful. So in 1976, when Eileen, mm-hmm. and she went by Lee, actually, Lee. but I'll continue to say Eileen because, well, I was going to say because that's how the world knows her, but you know what? What? Fuck that. I'm going to call her what she wanted to be called. I'm going right. to call her Lee, okay? She had a really hard life. I feel like we could give her that. Yeah. So I'll say Lee. I'll try favor. anyway. Of course. Um, in 1976, at age 20... She met Yacht Club president and 69-year-old Louis Gratzfell um, in Florida. <laughs> sounds like a, the name sounds like a sentence. <laughs> yeah, it does. Louis Gratzfell. <laughs> so, um, Last name is a verb. Yeah, yeah. That's they funny. had a nearly 50-year age difference between them. And they, they married soon after. Um, and he was actually, you know, I said he was a yacht club president, but mm-hmm. he was uh, of such social prominence that their engagement was announced in the local newspaper and everything. Wow. So this was a big step up for Lee. Seriously. Um, within weeks of their marriage, though, she couldn't stop getting into fights at a local bar. And um, she even beat Louis Gratzfell up with his own cane. Ah. Yeah. Not a good sign no. for a young marriage. No. So he issued a restraining order and had the marriage annulled. Okay. Um, and there's actually Probably a good mo- decision, Louis Gratzfell. Yeah, good job. Um, there's actually a movie about this period in Lee's life that was made in, t- I think it was last year, 2021. It's called American Boogie Woman, and I couldn't find a way to watch it. <laughs> See, it sounds like a fun movie. American it, Boogie Woman. It's like, it sounds like, like it's going to be about like dancing and like roller skating. <laughs> like that sounds cool. American Boogie Woman. Yeah, I couldn't find out a way to watch it, but the trailer looks really good, and I would love to see it. So. I'm sure we could find it. Yeah. Um, okay, so after this, she does flee back to Michigan, but she's arrested shortly after for throwing a cue ball at a bartender's head. Oh. At the Bernie's Club Tavern in M- Manciola, Michigan. Mansalona. Mansalona, Michigan. Excuse me. Um, after brief jail time, she does head back to Florida. Again, she heeds the she call. He- the call of the <laughs> wild. That's right. Two years later, in 1978, Lee's brother, Keith, dies of esophageal cancer at age 23. Oh, my God. 
That's horrible. Like, this this family the and fuck, their man? bad luck and just oh, shit circumstances. Esophageal cancer at 23. Yeah. So he did leave her $10,000, though. Um, you can't smoke enough cigarettes to give you esophageal cancer at 23. At 23. That's I know. bizarre. I know. Wow. Um, so she got $10,000, mm-hmm. which she used to pay some outstanding fines. Um, and then she used the rest... She spent the rest, rather, within two months on luxury items and a car that she wrecked a few weeks later. Oh, God damn it. Uh, Eileen. That sucks. Yeah, she just had no idea, like, what to do. She lived in the woods, for God's sake. I know. So, it was also at this time that Lee attempted suicide by shooting herself in the stomach. Terrible way to commit suicide. Okay, advice podcast, guys. This is an advice podcast. If you're planning on committing suicide, which you should never do, and you shouldn't do it, um, don't fucking shoot yourself in the stomach because you're going to bleed out for 30 minutes. It's going to be super painful, and you're going to die because of like septic shock instead Ugh. of like like fatal wound. You got to shoot yourself in the head, dude. Come We're on, an advice get podcast. Get serious about it. We're a, an anti-pedophilia podcast. Anti-suicide, anti-murder. We're a pro-kink-shaming podcast. Pro-kink-shaming, yeah. Um, there's so many other things that we are. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. that's... I did not expect you to say that because... Alcoholism um, neutral podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, I like that. Uh-huh. Um, I just was like, oh, this is not a cry for help. Like, my God, woman. No, that's as serious as you can get. She just didn't fucking like, know what was she was doing. That was a genuine attempt. Yeah, shoot yourself in the stomach. So, Fuck if me. you shoot yourself in the head, you, like, it's instant, right? Well, yeah, because your nervous Unless system is really centered in your goddamn brain, right? But if so you, you shoot yourself in your stomach, you just are in pain forever. Well, and it just you takes could a while. try and shoot yourself in the heart, but that seems like it would be difficult. You gotta find in between your ribs and, like, find the right. Ugh, yeah, okay. no, you gotta you gotta take your nervous system out. That's how you kill yourself, or your your heart. Well, anyway, your I'm stomach. Just like, There's nothing nothing that's gonna immediately kill you right there. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Just a very genuine attempt. Incredibly like, dark. Anyway, Incredibly, um, yeah. this was perhaps her last suicide attempt, but it was not her first. Um, I found that she attempted suicide six times from age 14 to 22. Makes sense. This yeah. woman's life has been a walking nightmare. It really, it's really has. Unbelievable, dude. Yeah. Eileen was um, then arrested in Edgewater, Florida mm. after her unsuccessful suicide attempt. Um, wow. It's Edgewater is like the Daytona Beach area, um, okay. Okay. which will play into her crimes later. Mm-hmm. But I had to look that up because I was like, where's Edgewater? Daytona Beach. Um for robbing a convenience store armed. All right. And then she's arrested again in Key West for um, a few forged checks. Shit. And she tried to buy cigarettes with them. Damn. Yeah. Cigarettes I with know. a forged check. I know. Yeah. Um, in 1986, she was arrested in Miami for car theft and resisting arrest. Mm-hmm. And also for having identification that she was using as her own in her aunt's name. Ah, I see. Yeah. Yes. Um, she's then detained again in 1986 for pulling a gun on a John and demanding $200. Mm-hmm. Um, something I do love, though, is I found on her arrest records, it is frequently noted, attitude poor in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if only she was able to just adjust just her, her attitude. attitude problem. Yeah. yeah. That's oh her big God, issue. So, the cop's like, this bitch's attitude is poor. <laughs> 
um, so it was this that same year that she met. Um, well, she, she's 30, and she meets a 24-year-old named Tyria Moore mm-hmm. at a Daytona Beach gay bar called Zodiac. And Tyria was working as a hotel maid at the time. They fell in love very quickly. Um, They moved in together right away. And Eileen became the breadwinner, taking care of Ty. And Ty got to quit her job. And they were very, very happy. And um, Lee was supporting them by uh, prostituting at night. Shit. Damn. (laughs) Well, at first I was like, oh, great great for Eileen. She met somebody with a job. But then immediately no. that person quit their job and now she's hooking. Yeah. They're probably making more money, frankly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, many years later at her trial, Eileen stated, quote, it was love beyond imaginable. Mm. Earthly words cannot describe how I felt about Tyria. Oh. Yeah. At it the time sense. of her execution, she claimed to still be in love with Ty. Oh. So as a prostitute, her clients were mostly middle-aged, low to middle-class white men. Okay. Um, and in 1989, she begins killing. Okay. So from 1989 to 1990, Lee killed seven men. Gotcha. Um, with respect to them, I'm going to name them now. Mm. Richard Mallory, David Spears, Charles Karskadon. Hope that's right. Peter <laughs> Sims, Troy Burris, Charles Dick Humphreys, and Walter Antonio. Um, bad luck, guys. Yeah, <laughs> bad luck. Sorry. Uh, so, how she got caught? Um, on July fourth, nineteen ninety, Lee and Ty get into a car accident in a suburban neighborhood outside of someone's house. Mm -hmm. Um, The woman of the house comes out and like asks them if they need help. Mm -hmm. And Lee and Ty sort of freak and they, they bolt. What the fuck? Which is so suspicious. Yeah. Why did they do that? Suspicious. Well, because the crashed car was stolen. Oh shit. It was the car of Peter Sims. One of the victims. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So, um, you know, they abandon the car. And uh-huh. once the car is fi- found out to be Mr. Sims, and it, he was known to be dead, yeah. these two women are on police's Suspects. radar, right? Yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. Um, the police also found some of Peter's belongings in local pawn shops okay. after they looked. Okay. And Lee's fingerprints are found on a receipt at one of the pawn shops, matching a print that was left in S- Sims. Seems. What have I been saying? I'm so You've bad. You've been saying Sims. Sims car. Uh, Eileen Warnos had a criminal record in Florida already, so her prints were in the database. Yeah, yada yada, yep. signed, sealed, delivered. Yep, that's that. The rest is history. Um, when police sketches of Lee and Ty are blasted out on the news, the um, the police were like putting the pieces together and getting mm-hmm. a profile on her. Mm-hmm. Ty goes to stay with her family in Scranton, Pennsylvania. In Scranton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's then in November 1991 that something really weird happens. So um, Eileen is adopted by adopted? a... Adopted? F- yeah. Adult Eileen is adopted. By a 44-year-old woman named Arlene Prally. Okay. Who raises wolves on a farm in Central Florida. Raises wolves on a farm in Central Florida? Yeah. What a job description. I know. Um and she adopts Eileen after seeing Lee's picture in the newspaper. 
Okay. Like, it's really weird. I've seen interviews with this woman, Arlene Prowley, and I can't tell if, like, she's deranged, but I, I think... I think she is deranged, but I can't tell if it's, you know how women sometimes get obsessed with men who are in prison? Yeah. Like she's, she's not gay that I know of. Arlene Um, isn't. Yeah. Arlene. Um, I mean, she's married and everything and she doesn't ever say that she's like in love with her, but it seems to me that she's either in love with Eileen Mm -hmm. and it's like a, a a sexual like fantasy Mm -hmm. that she's playing out about like, being very close to this like dangerous woman who's incarcerated. I mean, this happens to male, female couples all the time. Like women fall in love with men who Mm -hmm. are locked up. Um, and, or like greed because like she got a book deal from it and she tried, I don't know if this was successful, but her and Eileen's lawyer teamed up to sell an interview Mm -hmm. For 25K. Okay. Like, so an I just... An interview with Arlene so or there's with something, Lee? An interview with Lee. Like, that they uh, were going to get mm-hmm. Lee to do this interview, but for... But well, they would keep this? the money. Like... She... It seems like... I mean, yeah. It seems like money definitely was happening in this situation. But, like, what if she... It was, like, instead of a sexual thing, what if it was, like, a mother thing? Like... I mean, yeah. So, she, she didn't have any her. kids. And she she raises wolves. You see the parallel oh, here, right? Yeah. Like Eileen is this little like feral kind of like dangerous woman, mm-hmm. and um, she she's, she tames Arlene has dedicated animals. her lives. Yeah, raises them. Yeah, you know what I mean, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Raises. So it could be she wanted to. She had a mother instinct, and she wanted to protect this this woman. Yeah, could be. Could be. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of question marks abound with yeah, this. Yeah, that's rally a weird woman. that's a weird like zig. I know. In this whole zag. It is. Yeah. So then on January 9th, 1991, police arrest Eileen mm-hmm. at the last resort biker bar. Oh, shut up. That's a, that's the place that I brought up in the last episode. Yeah. You can still go there and have a beer. Exactly. In Volusia County, Florida. Um, it does seem kind of <laughs> kind of scary though. Yeah, <laughs> I will it admit. Does. I will it's admit. a biker bar. Yeah. Um, and they arrest her for an outstanding warrant, not for the murders of Peter Everybody. or any of these other guys. Gotcha. She just had an outstanding warrant. I mean, mm-hmm. they know what they're doing. They're arresting her to have her in custody so that maybe she can confess, but right. they're not able to arrest her for murder at this time. So gotcha. they go for the outstanding warrant. Um, Police locate Ty the day after Lee's arrest, and Ty agrees to elicit a confession from um, her wife. Like they refer to each other as wives. Oh yeah. Um, so to elicit a confession from her wife, if they give her immunity. Oof. I mean, they knew Ty knew, right? Like yeah, yeah, of course. We don't know really what Ty knew. Yeah. And I think she testified that she didn't know, but yeah. I mean. If not entirely, like they could probably prove it in a court of law that it's not a good look. And she knew at the very least what Lee was doing, like stealing and pawning these men's belongings and Mm. like stealing one of their cars. So she is aware of some illegal activity at the very, very least. Um, But like you think she would... I mean, what do you think? Do you think she knew exactly what Eileen was doing to these guys? 
I mean, I think if they were that close, then probably. Yeah. 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 They were like well, really, really close. You know, it could swing either way though. Cause like the closer you are, maybe the more your vision is obscured when it mm. comes to these things. But mm. yeah, I, the fact that she ran away to Pennsylvania makes me think that she. Law enforcement sets Ty up with a hotel in Florida where mm-hmm. they are monitoring these calls and she leaves a bunch of voicemails on Lee's machine um, pleading for Lee to clear her name. Uh, and Lee agrees. And on January 16th, 1991, Lee goes into the police station and confesses to the murders of seven men and clears Ty's name. Wow. She really did love this woman. Yeah. Fuck. And I just like, it makes me so sad because mm-hmm. every single person in Eileen Warnos's life mm-hmm. fucked up. Every single yeah. person betrayed her, mm-hmm. did her dirty, mm. fucked her up. Like yeah. even Are you this woman Ty in this list? Well, sort of, because even this woman that she loved and she still loved when she died did flip on her. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And did make her take the blame. And you know, I, that's still a disappointment. Yeah, that's still really someone is. in your life that you should have been able to trust that that flipped on you yeah oh you're right you're 100 percent right um this was lee's initial confession i'm gonna read it to you i just wish i never would have done this shit i wish i never would have got that gun i wish to god i was never a hooker and i wish i just wish i never would have done what i did i still have to say to myself i still say that it was in self-defense because most of them we're either going to start to beat me up or we're going to screw me in the ass and they'd get rough with me. So I'd fight them and I'd get away from them. And then I, as I'd get away, I'd run from them and I'd run to the front of the car or jump over the seat or whatever and grab my gun and just start shooting. Damn. Yeah. Now, um, in her initial sentencing, Honestly, understandable. Yeah. You know, agree. So her, confession this is why i said initial confession her confession will change quite a bit as time goes on Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but that is the first thing she told police man it it sucks because it seems like i mean you nobody who knows what really happened but it does seem like she was doing this in self-defense at least a little bit and then fucking you know she and then she wound up robbing from them and taking their stuff, you know, yeah. out of self-interest, self-preservation. But yeah, but shit, yeah, it seems like it started off with killing in self-defense. Yeah. Um. So Lee is tried at first for Richard Mallory's murder. Okay. Victim number one. Mm-hmm. Um. Tyria Moore testifies against her. Oh, she really did flip. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. And even though Mallory was a convicted rapist, yeah, Eileen Warnos is convicted. Yeah, um, psychiatrists diagnose her with borderline personality disorder and mm-hmm. antisocial personality disorder. Okay, but notably not psychopathy because she did not test; she did not score high enough. Yeah, on the test, yeah. so she's not a psychopath. From what um, I understand, borderline is something that you can inherit genetically. Mm. Anti. ASPD mm. is something that is like nurture. can be put into you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah from your yeah. environment. Yeah. Well, so I mean, she had, she had the had worst childhood imaginable. Yeah. Seriously. And obviously and her mother too. was unwell 
as well. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Um, so these diagnoses don't help Lee's lawyers prove that she's mentally unstable. So she receives the death penalty. Yeah. Florida. Yep. Florida, baby. Now, okay. The media frenzy. Like, just imagine. Mm. The media painted her like a monster. We're talking early to mid-90s. Female serial killer. Like, we're on the 24-hour news cycle. Like, for one of the first times. Mm -hmm. I remember this with, like, the JonBenet Ramsey case. Like, again, one of the first, like, 24-hour news cycle, like, things. Or, like, the Clinton impeachment. Like That was the first step towards Twitter destroying everyone's brains. (laughs) Like, that was the first brain destroying element that like people started getting addicted to yes. and now we have fucking twitter and everything else yes yeah so um yeah you can just imagine i mean she worked as a prostitute yeah and the whole like way she was painted in the media was like this hooker who used her feminine wiles to like pick up men and then kill them for like power and right, pleasure right. and yeah. steal from them and she was a lesbian <gasps> Like yeah, you can you can only imagine yeah yeah the the media had a fucking field day of with course that. they did um and they hated her I mean she was just there was no sympathy fuck for her um and you know she killed seven people she so didn't kill seven people. I'm not condoning the killing definitely it's not. wrong in any case but, but yeah, a little sympathy for the fucking yeah devil the media every once in a crucified while. her Jesus dude. um so we get a slightly amended confession. On March 31st... Like, none of those fucking 24-hour news network anchors had ever killed anybody. (laughs) (laughs) How many bodies do you think they got at CNN or Fox? More than Eileen Warnos. A ton. Yeah. So, on March 31st, 1992, we get a slightly amended confession from Lee. Lee pleads no contest to the murders of Charles Richard Humphreys, Troy Burris, uh, David Spears saying that she wanted to get right with God. Mm. And in her statement to the court, she said, I want to confess to you that Richard Mallory did violently rape me, as I've told you, but these others did not. They only began to start to. I I can't help but humanize her. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like she's being so honest. I don't think she's lying. I feel like... Why would you she say that? She's just been raped one too many times. I mean, I, I you know. She's been raped so many so fucking times. So many times. Yeah. So many times. She probably doesn't remember a time when she wasn't being raped, frankly. Yeah. I mean, her dad was a pedophile, so who fucking God, knows? So and then her grandpa so was also awful. a pedophile. Yeah. And it's just like I can imagine, you know, I'm this is all speculation, but I'm just mm-hmm. imagining this woman has no education. Mm-hmm. She's on and off homeless. She's supporting her and her girlfriend or yeah, wife. Through prostitution. Through prostitution, which is the only thing she's ever known. Yeah. Something that she started doing a long time do. ago. Yeah. It's the only thing she feels she can do. She's a vagrant. Like she, you know, she's got yeah. no stability and no one looking out for her and mm-hmm. no one has ever helped her. Yeah. And, you know, a man, uh, one of her Johns fucking rapes her and she fucking snaps. Like, yep. Not again. And then these yeah. other men like start to seem like they're going to do it mm-hmm. or start to do it or threaten to do it or whatever. And, you know, she's fucking had it. I could just, I just can't help but humanize in that way. I mean, um, yeah. So well, then, now here's something I want to know. It's that in, in Florida, I know that it's 
I know that it's not illegal to kill in self-defense. Yeah, it's not. So if she could have made a case for that, then why was she still convicted? Do you think it was the media? I think it was a couple of things. Um, So let me backtrack a little bit to just tell you that Mm -hmm. she pled not guilty to Richard, remember? And then no contest to three. Mm -hmm. And then she pled guilty to the murders of Charles, Walter, and Peter. And she does receive six life sentences. Yeah. Um, So to your question, I think the media had a huge part in biasing, biasing, is that a word? Yeah. The jury. And just the way that gay people were seen too, even in the early 90s, her being a lesbian, I don't think helped at all. That's so crazy. I know, but I'm telling you. Wow. And, you know, I don't believe that her past abuse as a child was admissible. That's a big thing that I think, you know, it definitely should have been. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I want to say, I just want to play a clip for you of her lawyer. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Hi, boys and girls. This is Steve Blazer, Lee's lawyer. When I was a child, I was abused by my parents. I developed an imaginary friend. Built him. I love her the protection that I don't have. My dog died, so I keep both her out here to get rid of the drug addicts away from her. And you made love by your tongue. Made him out of my own. I made him out of my own two hands. <laughs> I built him. Um. What the fuck? Would you want that guy as your lawyer? Absolutely not. I wouldn't want this guy as my neighbor. Isn't there something so off about him? He's literally talking about how he made an imaginary friend. He, like, he made a... I Listeners, I don't know how I can describe this to you, but it's like a... It's like a scarecrow with a horrible rubber mask that looks like a a baby's head. Yeah, with, like, Um, blood coming out of its eyes. Yeah, blood coming out of its eyes. And And it has, like, like granny clothes on top. Scarecrow, yes, stuffed with... The voices. What the fuck, man? This man passed the bar? I... Holy yeah. shit. This is her fucking court-appointed fucking bozo. Oh, my God. She didn't stand a chance, man. And then he tries to oh, team up with her adopted mother and, like, try to get the media to pay him for exclusive interviews. Wow. This is fucked up, dude. Yeah. He, he is not... First of all, I don't think he's well... He doesn't seem well Second at all. Second of all, I he seems disorganized. He seems yeah. um, confusing and confused. Yeah, I just not d- personable. I wouldn't want him to represent me. No, no. no. Oh, that sucks. No. Um, oh, that's so. I think so that might have been part of it. I mean, yeah. was her legal team even good? It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't seem like it, especially. I mean, I don't know what kind of case. Listen, and I'm not a lawyer either. I don't know what kind of case they were making. Um, but like I said before, like to shoot somebody in self-defense is not a crime in Florida. It just isn't. So there's the stand your ground policy and there's the castle policy. So like, yeah. So to lose, you're mm -hmm. saying on like grounds of self-defense is uh in Florida specifically Uh is 
like unheard of. It's kind of crazy. Crazy yeah. could lose. Um, but I just, if your lawyer is a fucking giant ding dong with a an imaginary friend and a neck beard and a neck beard, yeah. then she, you might just be fucked. I know. Um, I, I realize we have not said his name, Steve Glazer. Steve Glazer. Just say that. All right. Well, um, hope he never listens to this. I'm sorry, man. You yeah. look like a fucking dipshit. I'm not sorry. At least on this video. He seems like a real piece of shit to me. So um, now we're going to talk about some of the inconsistencies in Lee's story throughout the years. Okay. So Warnos told several inconsistent stories about the killings. She claimed initially that Mm -hmm. all seven men had raped her while she was working as a prostitute. Right. But she later recanted her initial claim of self-defense, as I mentioned, specifying robbery and a desire to leave no witnesses to that crime as the objective and impetus for the murders. Shit, man. Um, In a 2001 petition to the Florida Supreme Court, she stated her intention to dismiss her legal counsel Mm. and terminate all pending appeals. Okay. Quote, I killed those men, robbed them cold as ice, and I'd do it again too. There's no chance in keeping me alive or anything because I'd kill again. I have hate crawling through my system. I am so sick of hearing this she's crazy stuff. Mm. I've been evaluated so many times. I'm competent, sane, and I'm trying to tell you the truth. I'm one who seriously hates human life and would kill again. Jeez. That's quite a fucking statement. Yeah. It kind of sounds like she's like, just fucking give me the jab already. Yes. Put me in the fucking chair. I'm tired of this shit. Yes. So Sheesh. during an interview with filmmaker Nick Broomfield, who would later release in 2003 the film Life and Death of a Serial Killer about mm-hmm. Eileen Warnos, mm-hmm. um, when she thought the cameras were off, she mm-hmm. told him that it was, in fact, self-defense. That she did kill in self-defense. But that she could not stand being on death row. And she'd been there for 10 years at this point, And she just wanted to die. 10 fucking years on death row. Because, I'm, I'm sorry, doesn't what she said, like, there's no chance of keeping me alive or anything because I really am going to kill as soon as I get... <laughs> you know, like, uh-huh. it seems very... Um, not staged, but it seems emphatic in a rehearsed way. It's like she's leading. like, yeah, what she's... can I say to get it through their heads uh-huh. that they need to kill me ASAP? She's couched her desire, like her goal in the statement itself. Like, you know, she's like, she's basically saying, kill me now, please. Yeah. So while she recants the self-defense, yeah. she does, you know... It is speculated, and she even told this documentary filmmaker that mm-hmm. she is just saying that because she wants to die and she wants to just get the fuck off death row. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to play... Wait, it makes sense. Can you imagine 10 years just fucking knowing Yep. any day now? Yeah, God, it's, it's terrible. Awful. Awful. So I'm going to play a little something from Eileen's, Lee's own mouth. So I just want to play you this clip. This is in Eileen's own words, and this is two years later two years after this amended confession where she says no actually um i just want to take away all the appeals i want to dismiss my legal counsel um i'm a ruthless killer and i just robbed them cold as ice and i just wanted to just kill them in cold blood okay Okay. remember okay so this is two years after that okay i cannot go into 
execution chamber and die in the execution chamber as a liar. And I cannot go in the execution chamber and be executed under the devil. I have to come clean and cleanse my spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, so I have to come clean and tell the world the lies that went on through my mouth. I mean, the, now prosecutors and well, cops. And that you, and that you Huh? That you killed those men in cold blood. Yeah, and I gotta come clean that I killed those seven men in first degree murder and robbery. As they said, they had it right. A serial killer. Not so much like thrill kill. I was into the robin biz. I mean, you know, serial killers are in this thrill killing jazz. I was into the robbing just and eliminate a witness. But still then again, I got a number, so it's serial killer. But I'm coming clean before I go in that execution chamber and be executed that uh, I killed him. And like so when this. you met them from the beginning, did you know that you were going to kill them when they picked you up in their cars? I pretty much, <clears throat> I pretty much had them so, uh, selected that they were going to die. But when you're saying that um, there was no self-defense, so there was no self-defense... Yeah, there was no self-defense. Uh, I'm being really straight up about mm -hmm. everything. There's no self-defense. I'm really sorry what happened about everything. I, I was in, in this, this, to me, this world is nothing but evil, and all of us are full of evil one way or another in whatever we do. We have evil in us, all of us do, mm -hmm. and my evil would just happen to come out because of the circumstances of what I was doing. Hitchhiking, hooking, mm -hmm. on the road. I was a homeless person all my life. And then the hitchhiking, hooking, I learned off the homelessness and, and cruising all over the United States of America and stuff. And so learning how to be a hooker as a hitchhiker right. eventually got tiring. In the end, I carried the gun for protection, but then I got where I was getting a real problem and our rent was due $1,200 behind. Tyra was doing a lot of beer drinking and stuff. She wanted to go out all the time, so she was burning up the money I was making. I, I was making good, about two, 300 a day, sometimes. sometimes did she, and did she know what you were doing? Oh, yeah, Ty always knew everything I was doing. So you were very close. Yeah, we're... All right. Man, she had a big smile come across her face when she was talking about Ty. Yeah, she oh, that's so clearly, sad. clearly, clearly really, really loved her. You know, I noticed that she does something that liars do mm -hmm. when they're telling you a lie, which is tell you that they're telling the truth over and over oh, again. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I'm not saying that she's lying. I don't really know. I don't know But either. I'm willing to bet that she... She actually did kill in self-defense and that this is just a, a desperate ploy to get the state of Florida to fucking yeah. offer already. Yeah. yeah. So in, in later <laughs> in that interview, he confronts her about what she said two years earlier yeah. off mic that she is just saying it to get off death row. And what does she say? Um, she says, Nick, I'm not going to say it again, okay? I need to die i am a killer and i will kill again she says it's so like staccato and like rehearsed yeah. and yeah. like she's looking at him like why the fuck would you say that yeah what the fuck dude i'm trying to get something done here yes Shit. yes all right i have another clip of lee warnos this one 
is so interesting. This is basically right before, I mean, not like the moment before, but... It says one day before execution. One day before execution. Go ahead. just wondering how you're going to be you know at 9 30 tomorrow morning are you prepared i'm prepared i'm all right i'm all right with it and how i'm all right with it but like i said remember and tell let them know that i know that the cops knew who i was after richard mallory died i left prints everywhere and they covered it up and let me kill the rest of those guys to turn me into a serial killer. I know they did. Because I was no professional serial killer or anything. I don't know, murderer or whatever you want to call it, you know. I wasn't special at so, what I was doing. Eileen, how, I did how, some sloppy work, you know. And I left how have you prepared yourself for tomorrow morning? I, I'm all right with it. Hey, I'm ready to go. Hey, I was tortured at BCI. They had, they had the intercom on in the room. And they kept lying that it wasn't on. And they were using sonic pressure on my head since 1997. Sonic pressure. And every time I was trying to write something, I, they'd, and I, I think they had some kind of eye in the cell, I'm not sure. But every time I started writing something, it went up higher. So I'm thinking that probably had the TV rigged. The TV or the mirror or something was rigged. They got a huge satellite on the compound. After they put the huge satellite on the compound, could have been either rigged to the TV set or the mirror or something. Because the electrician, when he put the mirror on the wall, he said, doesn't that look like a computer? The back of it, and he stuck it to the wall. And do you think, what, did that affect your mind, do you think? Huh? Did that affect your mind in some way, the sonic? It was crushing my head, and they were using sonic pressure continually. Then when I had three meetings with Miss Villacorta on it, Every meeting I had, she increased the pressure of the volume of the calm, increased the harassment on the floor, increased the uh, trays being inedible, just increased every bit of my complaints and trashed all grievances. They're trying to make it look like I was crazy at all times, rig up the room with torture. If I said anything about their whole, I think their whole plan was trying to make it look like I was totally crazy. And so nobody would believe anything I had to say about anything. And then drive me there if they could. I suffered so bad. I was really struggling to survive. Had a lot of trays that were attempted murder and everything. I had to wash all my food off. And then, then one day I didn't wash my food off and I was sick for three weeks, almost died. But you're okay now. I'm okay. I'm okay. God is going to be there. Jesus Christ is going to be there. All the angels and everything. And, you know, whatever, whatever's on the beyond, I think it's going to be more like Star Trek beaming me up into a space vehicle, man. Then I move on, recolonize to another planet or whatever. But it's whatever's the beyond, I know it's going to be good because I didn't do anything as wrong as they said. I did the right thing. And I saved a lot of people's butts from getting hurt and raped and killed, too. So are you saying that you killed in self-defense or in, in cold blood? What do you... What do you because you, you've changed your story. I'm just trying to... What are you talking about? Change story on what? No, about whether it was self-defense or not. I'm not going to say... It, you know, I'm not going to get in depth about my cases, Nick. I'm on my way to the chamber. Nothing's stopping it. You can believe it or you don't have to believe it. That's up to you, man. Put a big question mark on your film. 
What more is there to say about the cops? What, what more do you want to say about the cops? A lot of stuff. Did you know that they were surveilling me before I killed? And then I knew it? And that it was covered up? Did you know there was helicopters dropping down from the sky? Deputy Sheriff with decoys picking me up four or five months before my arrest? It was covered up? But nonetheless, nobody ever asked me these the questions. Whether the cops were following you or not, Eileen. Oh, whether the cops were following me or okay. not, Eileen. Okay, what? Let's, say, let's say the cops were following you. Yeah. Let's say they were following uh -huh. you and they did everything that you're, you're saying they did. Uh-huh. Nonetheless, yeah. you killed seven men. Yes, you did. And I'm asking you, what got you to kill the seven men? And I'm men? telling you because the cops let me keep killing them, Nick. Don't no, you not, get it? Not everybody is killing seven people. So there must have been something in you that was getting you to oh, do Oh, you that. are lost, Nick. So I was a hitchhiking hooker. Right. Running into trouble. I shoot, shoot the guy if I ran into trouble. Physical trouble. The cops knew it. When the physical trouble came along, let, let her clean the streets. And then but, we'll pull her in. But That's how come why. there was so much physical trouble? Because it, it was all in one year. Seven people in one oh, year. Oh, well. Oh, well. But why not say now? Because I'm out of retaliation for taking my life like this and getting rich off it all these years in, in total pathological lying. Yeah, thanks a lot. I lost my fucking life because of it. Couldn't even get a fair trial. Couldn't even get a fair investigation or nothing. Couldn't even have my appeals right. You sabotaged my ass society and the cops and the system. A raped woman got executed. It was used for books and movies and shit. Bladder climbs, re-election, everything else. I got big finger in all your faces. Thanks a lot. You're inhuman. You're an inhumane bunch of fucking living bastards and bitches. And you're going to get your asses nuked in the end. And pretty soon it's coming. 2019, a rock's supposed to hit you anyhow. You're all going to get nuked. Oops. You don't take fucking human life like this and just sabotage and rip it apart like Jesus on the cross and say thanks a lot for all the fucking money I made off of you. And not care about a human being and the truth being told. Now I know what Jesus was going through. They've been trying to tell the truth. And I keep getting it stepped on. Concerned about if I was raped, if I... I'm not giving you book and movie info. I'm giving you info for investigations and stuff, and that's it. We're going to have to cut this interview, Nick. I'm not going to go into any more detail. I'm leaving. I'm glad. Thanks a lot, Society, for railroading my ass. Okay, let's go. Damn. So I know that's a long clip, but I just find it so fascinating from beginning to end. Really, though? She went through a whole lot of different stages during that statement. Oh, Holy I know. shit. What do, you, what do you think about um, what she accuses the cops of? And what do you think of what she accuses the system and the prison guards and the torture that she received on death row of. well i know that i know that the system does do stuff like that to people mm -hmm. i do know that cops will let a criminal continue committing crimes in order to build a case against mm -hmm. them and that's a dubious moral situation mm -hmm. um it's possible that they knew that that they were on to her as a as a hooker and knew that she was committing murders and let her keep doing it yeah. so that they could 
turn her into a serial killer. But the, there's sort of like delusions of grandeur there too. I mean, yeah. she's not wrong. People are making money off of like books and well, to movies the point and stuff about of her the life. Cops like setting her up a little bit. I okay, just personal opinion. Yeah. Have no idea, but personally, I think that they did know exactly who she was. Once she killed her first victim, Richard Mallory, I think they had her prints. Like she said, yeah, she was she, makes a good she point. was sloppy. It was self defense, I think. Yeah. So yes, it's sloppy. Her prints are fucking everywhere. Her DNA's everywhere. I think they knew who killed Richard Mallory, and they just wanted to wait to see if she would do it again. And I do think that they were following her, and I think that she may have had a suspicion, but I don't think this woman valued her life really or anything no, so definitely not. um she didn't really care like you know maybe she even wanted to be caught like subconsciously that happens quite a bit to people yeah. who aren't actually deranged serial killers that yeah. kill like to the, want to keep killing and not be yeah, caught because pleasure. they do it for yeah. pleasure yeah. which i don't think is her, her in her no case. i don't think so either and i do think that like the cops kind of let her clean the street, as she says. Like, mm-hmm. they don't give a shit about these, like, low to middle class guys who are Johns, who are, yeah. like, sort of, they sort of have, like, um, some of them had trouble with the law. Like, I know one was a convicted rapist, but, you know, they don't care about these guys. Like, so just fucking kill them. And then we're going to get your ass for the biggest fucking crime. Like, we're going to get you as the first female serial killer. And we're going to make so much money off of you. And we're going to get promotions. And we're going to run Damn, for office. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I mean it it's makes a huge a lot of sense. story. And they benefited from it monetarily and in clout and things. I, listen, I, I could see that being true. We're also listening to the words of a condemned woman who has been living on death row for the yeah, past decade. Yeah, but why? Decade. Why would she want to? Well, why is she talking about some random shit now? Stuff I know. Too, you know I what know. I mean? I, know. I think, and that's where I'm starting to get. You know how I say that every conspiracy theory has like a kernel of truth mm-hmm, in it. Mm-hmm. I think that the kernel of truth is probably that the police did sort of let her do this stuff mm-hmm. so that they could build up the case mm-hmm. and it would be uh, notorious by the mm-hmm. time they cracked it. Um, that could that sounds like it could be true, mm-hmm. and it, she's got she makes a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, when it starts coming to like the Guantanamo Bay like hypersonic, <laughs> you know, frequencies being pumped into her room. I don't think that it doesn't sound true. It's beginning to be enter the land of the sort of fantastical. Mm. And for somebody who's been tortured and beaten and raped and abused and put through the system her entire fucking life, it kind of makes sense that she would have some good points, but also like her reality would be so fractured that she would start imagining, you know, like Soviet spy techniques being used on her. Like in an examination purpose or what the, yeah. what the fuck ever. I don't know. Well, I have one thing to say to that. Real or imagined, mm-hmm. like I guess we'll never she know. She was under duress. But she was under duress, definitely. 100%. Um, and I just wanted to point out the difference between the way the media portrayed Lee Warnos and the way it portrayed someone like Bundy, who was yeah, also committing crimes in Florida at the same time. Yeah, and he was arrested in Florida and he served in Florida and was killed in Florida. Yeah. Um, but, you know, 
there's this uh, essay I read called A Double Standard for Murder by Phyllis Chesler, and it was written yeah. in 1992. Yeah, yeah. And she says, since her arrest last January, Ms. Warnos had been tortured physically and psychologically in Volusia County Branch Jail in Daytona Beach. Ms. Warnos told her adoptive mother that she had spent long periods of time in solitary confinement, freezing and naked. She has been deprived of daylight and exercise and is often forbidden to phone her lawyer. Yeah. Ms. Warnos cannot hear or see very well, but her re- frequent requests for a hearing aid and glasses have all been denied. She has permission for her to see, as has permission for her to see a gynecologist for her almost continual heavy bleeding. Jesus She H. has Christ. lost 40 pounds. This is, so here's the thing. Yeah. That's torture. Solitary confinement is torture. It's torture. It's, it's inconceivable that we can still do that, that we as a society can do that to even the most heinous incarcerated people on the planet. Like multiple killers. It's cruel and unusual. Solitary yeah. confinement is just, it's, it's torture. I Point agree blank. completely. So she's being, she is being tortured and she's being treated very fucking unfairly yeah. and being put through this horrible ringer. Um, and, you know, you, one could understand why she might have delusions later in life that they were yeah. pumping hypersonic pressure into her room. Yeah. Um, then Phyllis goes on to say, compare Ms. Warnos's treatment with that of Ted Bundy the murderer who confessed to killing at least 30 women and was permitted to marry, enjoy conjugal visits, and father a child in prison in Florida before he was executed in January 1989. Fucking A. Compared to to Lee, who was treated like a fucking animal. Yeah. 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 So You wouldn't even treat an animal that way. No. Terrible. Um, Warnos' execution took place on October 9th, 2002. She declined her last meal, which could have been an, anything under $20, and opted for a cup of black coffee instead. Mm. Her last words, Nathan, were... I read them on the last podcast, but I can't remember. Yes, I would just like to say, I'm sailing with the rock, and I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus, June 6th, like the movie, big mothership and all. I'll be back. I'll be back. Damn. She died at 9.47 a.m. She predicted... So June 6th means like of next year. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Lee's body was cremated and her ashes were scattered under a tree in her native Michigan in Waterton oh. Township. Why'd they have to bring her fucking all the way back, back there? Back to Michigan. I don't Let know. her at least live in Florida <laughs> when she's dead. <clears throat> yeah. Bring her back to shitty Michigan where she got raped as a kid? Come <laughs> on, man. I know. That ain't nice. I know. Um, so this is what, you know, we were kind of talking about our theories about what may or may not be true, like what our opinions are on the case and on Eileen, on, on Eileen and on mm-hmm. her, maybe her mental health and kind of her motives, whatever it may be. So this is what Nick Broomfield, the documentarian who made that movie, um, yeah. this is what he thought. I think this anger developed inside her and she was working as a prostitute. I think she had a lot of awful encounters on the roads and Mm. I think this anger just spilled out from inside her and finally exploded into incredible violence. This was her way of surviving. I think Eileen really believed that she had killed in self-defense. I think someone who's deeply psychotic, I don't know, Nick, 
can't really tell the difference between something that is life-threatening and something that is a minor disagreement that you could say something that she didn't agree with and she would get into a screaming black temper about it. And mm. I think that's what had caused these things to happen. Mm. And at the same time, when she wasn't in those extreme moods, there was an incredible humanity to her. Yeah, I, I, did, I personally, since we're just, you know, this is all conjecture, mm. I, I don't think that it was... Um, like something like a minor disagreement. I mean, I get that like any I mean, any look of I'm going to rape you or I'm going to beat you up, like any, you know, could trigger her, yeah, right? Because yeah. of her past. It doesn't but, seem like she was just like having a, like a disagreement about like what, like baseball with these no, guys? I no, know. I know. I, I don't buy that. It's a dangerous situation to yeah. be in somebody else's car. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's really why she was carrying the gun in the first place. Yeah. Because she was an experienced prostitute. Yep. Yeah. 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 You're right. This is all conjecture, but it does seem like if the disagreements about whether or not you're going to get raped, you know, you I might know. as well start acting in self-defense as quickly as possible. Um, yeah. 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 Um, and then the FBI profiler that was a part of this case, Robert K. Ressler, mm -hmm. um, he wrote an autobiography. Um about his 20 years with the FBI. And he does mention Warnos in the, in the book. And he says that, um, well, he was the one, wrestler was the one who allegedly coined the phrase serial killer, by the oh, way. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And uh, to describe murderers seeking personal gratification. Mm -hmm. So he was saying that, that it doesn't apply to women killing in postpartum psychosis or... Oh, okay any murder acting solely for financial gain, such as killing boarders or spouses. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, it's a really narrow definition, and I don't know that I agree with it, but... Yeah, I wouldn't agree with it at all. I think the, the kernel of truth here is that I think he's defining serial killers as people who thrill kill. Uh, exclusively. Yeah. I see. I think that that narrow definition, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, right. And that was not Warnos, but he, but he thought Warnos was a serial killer. He thought Warnos was the first female serial killer. So he's saying, I guess, that she killed for personal gratification, which I think is a huge step. I think that's a leap. That's a bound. Well, from everything we've heard today, then yeah, I would yeah. say that that's a long stretch. Um, I also disagree with the idea that um, killing for financial gain Makes does you not, not entail. Yeah, does yeah. not entail personal gratification. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're if the thing that motivates you is enriching yourself. Yeah. And you kill because of that. You're getting personal gratification out of it. So I guess his definition, even more succinctly, is to you're only a serial killer if you kill because you love killing. I guess that's <laughs> if you I do it for the love it. of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. Oh shit. All right. Well, anyway, I I feel for Eileen. Me too, man. I learned a lot today. I didn't I'd never seen Monster. I'd never really learned about this story very much. Yeah. Um I knew that she was abused as a kid, but I didn't know the the length and the detail and the yeah. the the depths that this all went to. Society railroaded her ass. They really did railroad herself. her fucking ass. Yeah. Shit. And made a lot of money off of her, as she astutely points out. She is not wrong. A She's lot of wrong. money has been made off of her. Yeah. Speaking of which, guys, our Patreon is patreon.com slash Florida Woman Pod. That's patreon.com slash Florida Woman Pod. 
in case you'd like to help us make some money off of poor Eileen Warnos. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. Um, guilty. But I do hope that I... Broadened your perspective. Yeah, broadened my perspective, but also like shed some light on some of the more humane aspects of her. And I think a lot of this information um, is a little bit hard to find. You sort of have to dig through a bunch of bullshit about her mm-hmm. and sensationalized you know s- stuff about to find her. a scrap of humanity y- yeah. yeah and yeah. I, I do hope that i brought that today I for women's did. history month i do i'm fascinated by eileen dare i say i love her there's something i just yeah she just has all the cards stacked against her yeah yeah the entire deck she really did and you know that's that. <laughs> <laughs> the end. The end, I guess. Thanks for listening to Florida Woman Podcast, everybody. We love you all. We love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>